Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello, friends. This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com coming to you for a little post-game walk and talk following Arkansas's 44-30 win over the South Carolina Gamecocks right here in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. She's quiet right now, but decibels reached up to 103 today for a fantastic crowd of 72,000-plus, and that's what you should get as a winning program. You get a winning crowd. Kudos to Razorback fans for recognizing that, showing up for an 11 a.m. kickoff, and really impacting the game again, I thought. 103.1 was the highest decibel reading I saw. Now, I didn't think the game was as close as 44-30. I thought there were some sloppy things in the fourth quarter that made the score a little bit different than it should have been, some of the stats also. But the things that jump out to me, you know, 10 penalties, 122 yards, that's too many. I have a few objections about some of those. Uh, holding South Carolina to 188 passing yards through three quarters, and really that's all they had because it was 295 rushing yards. Should have been 300, but Arkansas had to take a knee down here to 40 rushing yards for South Carolina. All they had is the pass. 188 yards through three quarters. The fourth quarter, they gave up 183 yards all through the air. So. It's disappointing when the numbers get like that. Just a little bit of sloppy play. I think maybe the defense started getting a little bit tired. It was hot out here. The game lasted forever. It was three hours and 50 minutes, an hour and 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. Felt like, as Sam Pittman was saying, they were reviewing everything. About the penalties, fourth South Carolina drive. I didn't see the hands to the face on that. There's four hands to the face penalties, three against Arkansas. Most I've ever seen in a single game. I didn't see the hands to the face on Landon Jackson, but people were telling me he didn't even get his hands on his face. If you're going to call that many hands to the face penalties and get it right, I didn't think Dwight McGlothern interfered on that pass. I have to go back and watch it, but to me, watching it live, that's a third down play. It's a third down play, and you get pass interference. If it wasn't pass inter- if it was pass interference, I thought it was uncatchable. I mean, they went down and scored on that drive, so few disappointing things like that, but I got the rose-colored glasses on, so we're going to talk about some of the positives. K.J. Jefferson, 18 of 21 passing, 162 yards. That's an 86% clip. Should have been better. 
had Matt Landers wide open down there, and Landers just dropped it. I guess he was just seeing end zone. He had a good game overall aside from that, but uh, that was tough because you would have gone down and scored, obviously. You know, there were a couple other things. Arkansas didn't convert a fourth and one play. You had the Landers drop there. Um, you know, just a few things like that that uh, maybe made the game a little bit closer than it actually was. If your name is Drew Sanders, if your name's Rocket Sanders, your name's Tom Sanders, your name's Jennifer Sanders, I mean, you get your chest out today, you are proud of your last name today because Rocket Sanders, 24 carries, 156 yards, two touchdowns. That was another thing, okay? He had a 45-yard run down to the like one-yard line that was wiped out because of a holding penalty. And that probably was holding, I didn't see it, but it, it, I don't think it impacted the play at all. And he had one more carry in that drive for one yard, so 44 yards. He would have had a 200-yard rushing game, I guess. You know, everything changes after that. But 45, and, and Rocket was really tired after that. But, you know, things like that just made the game. And they, they, went, they went down and scored, but obviously disappointing to see something like that. And Drew Sanders, holy hell, Drew Sanders, 11 tackles, two sacks, three forced fumbles, excuse me, two forced fumbles, three tackles for loss, a pass breakup on a third down that was huge. What a game. Drew Sanders had six tackles before anybody else on the team had more than one tackle. Just to show you the dominance. Dude really showed up. I was just like, don't, don't you dare run sideline to sideline against Drew Sanders. And then you're like, don't do anything against Drew Sanders. Great game by him. I mean, talk about a transfer guy being huge for you. I mean, really impacted the game. A lot of positives, but again, that's too many penalties for a game like this. Too many penalties. Now, some disappointing news. Jalen Catalan is out for the season. He's having reconstructive shoulder surgery. I've known that for like five days. I just, I don't feel like it's my place to announce that. That's Jalen Catalan or Sam Pittman. You know, they, they should announce, hey, season's done. You know, the guy's been through so much. He's had shoulder issues since his freshman year. And for a season to end on the first game like that, it's really disappointing. The good news on Miles Slusher sounds like he's going to be back next week. You know, that's that's typical of that kind of injury, that it would be, you know, missing one game. So you get Miles Slusher back. But, you know, Latavius Brini played well. I don't remember thinking uh, thinking Kari Johnson had a bad game or anything. I don't remember him showing up a lot, so that's probably a good thing. So maybe you found a little bit of help there. Uh, again, I thought the defense played well overall until the fourth quarter when things just got – you know, it's a lot of that's just kind of desperation stuff too. And I felt that South Carolina was – you know, kind of pulling all their tricks out there in the fourth quarter to get back in it. Three onside kicks in the game, all that kind of stuff. How's it going? So, got to catch my breath a little bit here. A few disappointing things here and there, but overall, you got to be extremely pleased with the win. Now, Bobby Petrino coming in here next week. I got all this roped off. Bobby Petrino coming in here next week. Hold on, get away from this guy rolling this cart. All right, so Bobby Petrino coming in here next week with Missouri State. That ought to be interesting. It's a, it's a night game, so you'd expect a good crowd for that. First time Bobby Petrino's been back in Fayetteville since he was fired in disgrace 10 years ago, over 10 years ago now. Great college football day. Caught a little bit of the Texas-Alabama game. Man, it just goes to show you in these games early in the season, you know, you had Alabama committing a high number of penalties. Arkansas has committed too many penalties in these first two games too. 
and just kind of the narrative that I was saying before this one is Arkansas probably found out more about themselves in the four-hour game last week than they did the previous eight months of preseason and fall camp and all that stuff, offseason. And we're able to apply a lot in this one. I thought early Arkansas played pretty stout overall. Now, you don't expect a perfect game. There were some big plays that were given up, obviously, some missed tackles here and there. That just kind of happens in college football. But overall, you can't be too disappointed with this effort. I mean, South Carolina's got a good program. I mean, they're on the upswing. It's kind of my thought going into this one. I picked 34-24, which was the score for a little while, 34-24 in this game, and Arkansas ended up covering. But what I thought with South Carolina is they've got some pieces there. They just don't have quite enough. You know, they return a lot on the offensive line. I'm not sure it's a great offensive line. I think it's an all right offensive line. You know, Spencer Rattler really played better than I probably gave him credit for overall. You know, he was under a lot of pressure. Arkansas was getting to him now. They were definitely putting some pressure on him. And, you know, for the most part, he made good plays. How about that interception by Dwight McLeathern? How's it going? How about that interception by Dwight McLeathern? Thought he played a really good game. Hudson Clark gave up a couple of plays in this one. It happens in college football. You know, I thought through three quarters, Hudson played a pretty good game and then gave up some plays there at the end when they're, you know, kind of in desperation mode. But important game next weekend. Obviously, you'd like to see him come out nice and crisp, not commit, commit a lot of penalties. Obviously, Arkansas should win the game. You would think fairly easily. Bobby Petrino coming to town. But get that game nice and crisp, clean some things up, and get ready for that Texas A&M game because that's the game right there. That's the big one going down to Arlington. I guess we'll find out soon what time that's going to kick off. But that's the big game. This was a big game, too. I mean, South Carolina is going to probably make it to a bowl game. Uh, they don't have as tough a schedule. They've got a, a pretty clean six-game stretch where I could see them maybe winning all those games. You know, after they play Georgia next week, they come out of that one alive. Then six games before a pretty tough three-game stretch there at the end. So, to me, this is a bowl-eligible team that Arkansas just beat. And really, again, I thought it could have been much more significant. I thought they could have beaten them a lot worse than they actually did. The penalties. Um, you know, just some untimely plays here and there. The penalties seemed like they were super untimely, and I'm not sure all of them were justified. But I'm sure a lot of them were. South Carolina won in that category. Special teams didn't get Arkansas. That was a big concern coming into this one. They had a bobbled snap where they missed an extra point. They had a shank punt that went about 26 yards. Arkansas missed a 50-yard field goal. I don't, I don't count that up to a a problem. I mean, to me, that's a 50-50 chance with a guy like Cam Little of him making that. So, nice day today. It was hot. There was a lot of computers overheating in the uh, in the press box until like about noon when the, the shade took over. But Razorback fans stood there. They knew it was going to be hot because they came last weekend. They knew Arkansas needed them. They stayed. They cheered. That's what you want out of a big-time program. It's heading in the right direction. The fans recognize it. Razorback fans do that anyway. Across the street here. Whoop. All right. Well, hey, I want to say thanks to everybody for signing up at Hog Sports here in that promotion we had last week. We not only led the country, we led by like a landslide. So thanks to Razorback fans showing up. I always say, hey. Y'all want to be on the walk and talk? 
what everybody think? No cussing. Never would. All right, appreciate y'all. Thanks for watching. <laughs> All right, appreciate you. That's Razorback fans right there. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap it up here. But great game by Rocket Sanders. Great game by Drew Sanders. Jaden Hazelwood showed up big time. Made a lot of plays for him. KJ Jefferson. I mean, you can't. 86% completion percentage is pretty fantastic. Good to know people appreciate when you do good stuff. I mean, I always feel like the walk and talks every time I get done, I'm like, oh, gosh, how embarrassing. But you guys seem to like it, so I appreciate you watching. All right, everybody, I'm at the car. And we guess we got a view of the Razorback Stadium over here. One last one I like to do. I don't know if you can see it back there. Whew. Arkansas 44, South Carolina 30. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.